Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, Creativity and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. So we're having a Practical Magic Soul Power Party over here today. As I'm chatting on the sofa, well, he's in Barcelona, I'm here in the UK, around a cup of tea with the gorgeous Matt Taylor from Matt Taylor Experience. So Matt and I met 10 years ago, and actually Matt, I credit with the reason why I do what I do, the reason I became a coach. He's the guy that helped me get out of my head and get clear on my direction and helped me tap into my spirituality or reconnect to it. And that's what we're going to be chatting about today. We're going to be talking about what it means to be connected to spirituality and in spirituality, what it means to come out of the spiritual closet, and also how we can get connected to 99% energy to be of service to ourselves and of service to the world, rather than being stuck in the 1%. So, got a very special soul party today going on this afternoon I'm in chatting with the gorgeous Matt Taylor and we're going to have a bit of a soul pad party meets practical magic afternoon tea afternoon chat afternoon catch up on all we're going to just cover a whole range of things but it's more going to more going to be a, a chat between you and I Matt isn't it and talking about spirituality and being human and whatever comes up who knows let's see what happens in the next 45 minutes or so Matt, introduce yourself. Hi, well, um, delighted to be here. I'm really thrilled to be here with you, Kate, because we do have quite a, a lot of years between us together. Different moments we've been meeting each other. And so, you know, I think it only <clears throat> feels more right, you know, for us to sort of have a conversational rather than interview style because, like, we have a, a you know, many years under our belts of doing this and we sort of started around the same time. So, you know, um, we have since that point of you starting and just after me and like we've been together in events and, you know, different projects and it's really lovely to be here. So I guess where I come from, you know, just to introduce myself, is really back from, you know, from the spiritual per- perspective. I, I, I'm a coach. I do energy healing work with people, I coach people around their consciousness. I also have tools like uh, past life regression and deep meditation to go back into the, 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 the hidden memory and rewire it. So taking out people's blockages and traumas and pains and not knowing why things happen sort of story. So I think, you know, I've been doing this work now for 10 years and I'm in a constant evolution myself, not only as a, person who are, you know, sort of dedicated to lifting their own, their own vibration uh, in order to help others more, but also just as a business person, as a person, <laughs> in all sorts of ways, this journey takes you on. And uh, I have a coach, I have a, well, more than a coach, a spiritual teacher that I've been meeting for every two weeks for 10 years. And I've been doing a lot of energetic tools to raise my own vibration. And so, yeah, it's a lot of work with other people and with myself and, 
you know, on the cosmos sort of level. Mm. <laughs> and that's yeah. how our journey started together, wasn't it? Because I um, I love sharing the story that you and I met, like you are the catalyst of why I became a coach and started on this journey myself, because way back it, 10 years ago, I was having a complete crisis of which way was up, which way was down, which way, which direction do I turn? You know, what's my place in this world? What am I going to, you know, all of the questions that go round and round and round in, in our, in our heads at certain points in our lives and not feeling like you have any sense of what you're supposed to be doing or who you are. And somebody had this gorgeous woman, Alicia, who was massaging at the company that I was working at said, Oh, you should, you should maybe, consider a life coach I see this guy Matt he's incredible he's this really um outgoing amazing personality lovely Australian guy maybe it would just help you to get a bit clearer on things and that led me to you and the work that we did together and it completely was the catalyst for unlocking everything that I do now and I remember because we were working very practically this is a kind of you know you see how the seeds of things start this is like for me the journey with practical magic because I could see practically we were working on like even for me it was like what are your next baby steps from here like what do you want and that really helped me get clear but I remember you saying right at the end it was like one of our um sessions you were like would you like me to do a karmic astrology chart for you and it had been a long time since I've accessed I'd accessed the spiritual side of myself and it was the first kind of stepping the dipping the toe back into the water of what that felt like and I was like yes please and since then it really unlocked so much for me and it must be you know because from being from a very practical level and opening up yourself to going hey look this is me in my full spiritual outfit I'm I'm completely out here now how has that journey been for you with accessing your spirituality yeah it's the same like I I started like being professional as a spiritual person and you know in assisting others 10 years ago and before that I was finding my way but basically I led back to the transcendental work and the Babylonians the alchemists the karmics all of this kind of thing is really like the download of the, of the pure spiritual energy and then you know that was a period of about 7,000 to 5,000 years ago so astrology for me isn't about the you know how many children you're going to have and all of this rubbish it really like it's really like a, a conventional astrology that isn't really you know working so well it really goes back to your soul level what your spiritual purpose is what you what the work is you've come to do in this world how you reveal light in this world the much much higher uh, level of work you know and much like yourself okay it was really like uh, it was really like uh, important to be practical you know when you when learning new things and new concepts that are so extraordinarily high you have to be able to break it down to a practical level for people you know to put into their lives otherwise it just becomes what it is now and people just tweeting it thinking that they've done it you know it 
and they don't understand the consciousness behind what they're tweeting. Uh, they're using it to, you know, propel them into an influencer state on Instagram and, you know, sort of spirituality has just become a series of tweets and things that you say uh, without any idea of what the deeper meanings and deeper tools are. And so, you know, to really like get down in the into like the spiritual concepts and the energetic concepts of what this download of amazing wisdom was and then translate that practically and into the person's life um, is is really important to me but also with my own journey you know sort of starting off as a coach and then adding in astrology and then adding yeah. in so how did that adding, how did that come yeah. to be for you yeah it's a bit like yourself you don't really know what you're going to do you just start you know um, and now you've added in like Koya and all, all the, or you know, doing the, a lot of focus on women's events and all of those sorts of things. You don't know that when you're starting. A lot of, yeah. So you, you and my, my, my teacher sort of said to me, you know, Matt, you'll, this is the way you start. It's not necessarily the way you finish. And some, that was 10 years ago. It's stuck in my head. You know what I mean? Like the sound bite was stuck in my head, but he's, he was so right. Then when you take a journey on something, there's no way you can be plant. It's impossible if it's if it's your true purpose, because that's that those sorts of marketing strategies and you know branding. It's all good, and I use it, you know, to a degree. I sort of like be mindful that you know I'm out there. But if you're tapping into your purpose and you're living in what I call the 99%, then you don't need it so much. The, the work finds you. So the idea that we live a lot. If you look at, think about the atom, there's only 1% of it that's physical and 99% of it is energetic. So we want to live with the energy and things, yes? And so since our cosmos is made of atoms, we want to tap the 99%. We want to live in our, uh, our, our best energy, you know, our joy, our fulfillment, our, um, our certainty in the universe and its system and our trust and um, our love and all of those things we want to connect to that energy you know so and does that, that too. I, I'm really fascinated by that idea of the 99% and the 1% do you think us as human beings having this existence uh, or the, the the day-to-day stuff the stuff we get caught up in our heads about the things we think are the shoulds and the obligations and getting into the detail is that the 1% and then all of the rest of it the the magic the unknown the esoteric the connection that's all the 99 percent. and god because then you think about that it's like how much untapped resource there is available to us well that's right i mean it's like 99 percent of people make 99 percent of their choices from the one percent you know if you look at a wall you're going to tell me it's hard it's white it's brick it's whatever and that's one percent of what's going on and then nine percent of it is consciousness to keep at the wall do you know what i mean <laughs> it doesn't just go and become something else if you look at a human being it's the same we're doing it all the time we're judging people on what we see what we hear what we and all of that is malleable i can give you a common examples all the time we go to the same galleries we go to the same exhibitions we go with our friends and they're having completely different experiences yet we're seeing the same experiencing the same thing it's all an illusionary reality the one percent you know i get the job title i'm happy i get the million bucks i'm happy and and so it's all based on one percent results and when we're down in that level um actually our desire to our ability to receive energy shrinks so we think, ah, oh, don't go for a million, go for a hundred million. Wow, what a big desire to receive. Actually, our desire to receive shrinks. 
and we actually can't consume anything. It becomes smaller. I don't care how big your physical sort of desire is, you're shrinking. But when you expand and you desire to receive the energetic experience, yes, then you open your vessel to receiving more. You open your potential in your life to receiving more. I want to receive everything that's due to me, my total fulfillment, regardless what that looks like. Yes, so it's taking away, it's taking away what it looks like, not what it what what you want to see. You know what I mean. You take away the and that's so it's so hard, isn't it? When you're in that, because if you don't know anything different, you know, like we're brought up in a world where we're told to conform to have certain things and certain structures in life and you know uh, you live in a certain way and you grow up and you get your grades and this happens and then this happens and then this and it's so linear isn't it and that is in a way to keep you in a box and I get that but what I really love about being on this journey or their spiritual journey of be of tuning in to receive to access that 99% that there is so much more is that it is available to you but we need the tools don't we so how, how do we do that well that's right I mean like a lot of it is consciousness I mean the by far the biggest battle and the biggest war on this planet right now is between the people who are living in the one percent and the people living in the 99% reality I mean there's no more like separation around one percent it's not so much about black and white it's not so much about tall or short rich or poor uh, gay or straight man or women i mean there's still issues but we're not really talking like this anymore slaves and masters and all of this, this separation like this um there's still work to do and of course but the biggest separation that's coming into our life is the people who want to doubt and not believe and live in their 1% reality and money is this and time is that and getting these houses is and the people that are living more connected to their life force. This will be the biggest separation because people say to me all the time, you know, why do I feel like so much pressure of time? This is because the people who are not connecting to their soul need to feel the chaos of that and the people you know living in the the energetic reality need to have a challenge so time is a good way for us to grow you know how to how to manage that experience and how to detach from that experience and how to be above that experience and how to be in our certainty while the rest of it is more chaos and more chaos and more chaos until you're so far in your doubts and you're so far in your doubts of yourself doubts in tomorrow doubts in the government doubts in the country doubts in these doubts 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 that uh, you are you are completely out of the system. So, and you will be thrown more into your doubts about yourself and tomorrow. Maybe those are the two doubts. What will I have tomorrow, and, and can I mm. do? Yeah. Well, will it will everything run out tomorrow? You know, what if what if what I'm trying to work towards isn't going to be there? You know, and that's like you say, it's that fear around certainty, isn't it? That's right, complete insufficiency because you're going on the 1%, which is constantly changing and has no has no truth to it. And while people living in their certainty know that that's a, an, an energetic source from the center of the cosmos that is completely abundant and moving through us all the time, and that's what we're connecting to. I mean, you can see it in Europe now, you can see it in the States now, and you can see how people have been living in the 1%. And it doesn't work, yet they're constantly feeding it. Oh, vote for him, he'll fix it, vote for him, fix it, vote for her, vote for the 
you know, this kind of person and, and every kind of 1% option. And the thing of the matter is, is that politics is creating four problems to every one it's trying to solve. So we're, you know, we're seeing now that that 1% reality and construction where we give our power to somebody else doesn't work. We have to empower ourselves. And that from having a certainty in us, in ourselves, and a certainty in that there is a universe who has, that has something mapped out for us and we need to just step into it. So how do we start doing that? You know, I, I, like I have from my coaching conversations, my what's a real gift for me and like you say, you know, sitting in circle with women and Koya and creating events in the way that I do is my gift feels like it's, an opportunity for people to take a moment of introspection for what they really want and take that time for self-care so that they can start being the vessel that they can be to be of service being of service feels like for me like what a way to access that 99 percent because it takes you up out of your head it makes it more about how can I be of connection and how can I be of service and how can I be in community because that for me feels like a, a a way to be a spiritual conduit so that's where I kind of start on that practical level. And then the magic side of it is tapping into the innate resources that are available to us and then therefore abundant. How do you do that with your clients taking on your, your ancient technologies? Uh, yeah. So the, the concept is like you have a desire to receive and we're constantly receiving. So we're always receiving energy. We're always receiving that light force directly from the center of the cosmos out to out to us. The the the, the problem comes or the not the problem but the option is that you just receive that light for yourself alone, right? Or you receive that light for the sake of sharing. Yes. And so yeah, so the concept is if I start to receive light and it's just for me, then I short circuit that yeah. energy. Yeah, it can right? only go one way, can't it? That's right. And that word in the ancient scripts is sin, as in that's a sin. So that really we don't have morals or ethics or we're not so much about like these human sort of laws and that. But the energetic sin is to short circuit the energy, which means I'm receiving it for myself alone, which means I'm busy. So I'm busy about myself. Right? I didn't know this, I, Matt. I didn't yes, know that yes, that was yes. where that came from. Yes. That's the, and I'll give you the, 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 the derivation of the word Satan as well, which is Satan, right? So the, the word sin is to short circuit my energy, which means I do that when I'm thinking about myself, when I'm busy with myself alone, which means my doubts, my challenges, my fears, my what about me's, I can't do it. And we're all, this is most people, like, don't, you know, you can't, like, pretend that oh no I, I go and I make lunch for for school kids and you that you're out of that system you know what I mean like it's a real work to st stop being so busy with ourselves and that you know our survival and our egos and our stuff this is a for a short circuit in your energy and you are getting further away by being the more you focus on yourself and your stuff that you are out of the system now how do I get out of it is pretty much along what she said, but just a kind of bigger picture to it, is that you, 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 you desire to receive that light force for the sake of sharing, which doesn't mean giving, or to the ladies listening, it doesn't mean giving yourself away, yes, it means sharing. So it means that I'm out a little bit outside of myself, I'm not so busy with me. I'm sharing, I'm, I'm a happy and I'm joyous, and yes, I, have a, I might have 
confrontation, but I'm not angry about it. I might have challenge, but I'm not in my doubts about it. I'm excited about it. I'm honest about it. I'm in my balance about it. And everything that is happening around me is I'm in certainty about. Yes, because the minute you go into your desire to receive yourself alone, the, the seed level is doubts on everything. I don't care how insecure, fearful, angry you are. The seed level to all of that negativity is a doubt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I get? Uh, do you know what I get a sense of as you're talking is an illumination. So when we're ready to receive in in order to share out, and this is a, a, met- a metaphor that I use as well. It's like when we can receive in to light up our heart, so that we can share that light with other people. It means that there's a light goes on in their heart in order for them to be able to share with others, which, which is a light on, you know, and then that has a, a very altruistic and, and a global effect and a, a higher level of energy being shared. And that's what I get a sense of as you're talking about that receiving in to share out. And But ultimately doing, doing it that way is ultimately spiritually selfish because we live in a universe that is cause and effect. So if you're busy with your worries and your pains, you're ultimately the effect of that is more worry and more pain, right? So if you are sharing, like you're saying, being outside yourself and you're connecting better with others, ultimately that might go to that person, but really ultimately it comes back to you. So it's, it's being like the incentive is knowing that whatever I put out there is eventually all coming back. And that is the karmic response, isn't it? Right. That's right. Because we get so busy with the losing. Yeah. So I know what's going on now with people that are listening. Ah, but if I if I smile at him and he doesn't smile back, then I've lost and like I look like an idiot and I look like this. You know, it's a little example, right? Where we give something away and we don't get something immediately back from that person. Yeah. Yeah, right? I'm laughing it, to myself it, because I really recognize this in myself. It's cool and I'm ready. It's expectations then, right? It's to share without share without that expectation. But just knowing that you've invested in your, this is why self-care is not looking after yourself. Yes, self-care is looking after someone else in order later on that that energy comes back to you, right? So people with the self-care, I see it a lot now on the Instagram and it's all a big phase. And I'm not saying this is about you, Kate, because you are energetic, but there are many coaches out there doing put the cucumber on the eyes, put yourself in a bed, get a massage, and those things are lovely and you should do it. I'm not, I do it myself, Yeah. But that's not self-care, really. It's just another receiving for the self alone. And so, which is fine, but you really, on the majority of the time, is to be outside yourself. Maybe you get a massage in order to be, you know, go back and do more for, for like, the family at night. This, yeah, that, that for me, that for me is the epitome of self-care. It's, so your vessel is, you've got enough energy so that you can be of service like that's it you know so that's clean that's yeah absolutely that's and the more i invest in that other person the less i have time i i need to spend on the massage chair because i'm so excited about life i'm in full health i'm in full um like exhaustion of my energy that the less time i need to be busy about me it's like getting it's like getting out in the small way you know the little things that you get out the way out it's not in the big picture i've got to change my job and all of this it's make the person a cup of coffee make the, bo- the boss is angry do something for him uh, the, the, the 
that the, the children are doing something, find a way that makes takes it out of that heat for them. So you're constantly outside yourself in the details of your life. And that, you know, starts to snowball the bigger things. So you don't have, you don't have to attack the big things first. It's actually just being more focused on the small sure, things around you. Sure, and you can but how do up. we do this then mm. if... You and I guess this. I'm going to answer my own question here because this comes from a place of if you are, if you do feel like you're that kind of person who does put everybody else first and you do make sure that everybody else is okay, but they're not looking out for you, is this because your energy is has you, you like your tank is so empty that? There, there, there cannot be the karmic response do you see what I mean like how do how do we do that because I hear this a lot from people of you know I want to be more of service but I don't feel like I've got any anything left and nobody's giving me anything right yeah okay so you're constantly receiving there is in 99% energy and you're constantly receiving energy so to say that is you know that's like going a little bit into your small self that you're no good for nothing right so but some people are there some people's doubts are so gripped that's where you start from and then as a coach you're, you're touching into where they are right but if we sit down and we we have a we have a talk you know in a coffee with a coffee cup and we have our moans and complaints and our whinges and all of this it's always around the what the who the when and, you know even the how it's never around why and this is where karmic work comes in it's like why is this happening in your life? Why are you like this? Why is that? And that's where through like doing energy work where you're tapping beyond the brain into the subconscious and the energy that you can start to hear and fine tune what the movie is, right? So, uh, for example, I have a client here today. Uh, she runs out of energy. It's just the same one. She gets she, she runs a small cafe. She runs around, uh, she runs it with her partner. The partner is completely in a like Zen state and she's running around crazy thinking that he's not doing much and she's doing everything. And this is like a movie she's aware of that she knows is wrong, right? There's something because, and then when we tap down into it, we see that it actually comes from a place where she doesn't like herself. Now there's no way, you can have 10 years in a, in a, with, a, with a psychologist and there's no way you'll ever pinpoint where that energetic hot thought comes from as quickly as in within an hour where you're tuning into the soul, the soul is speaking, you're seeing things, you're going into a past life and you see a moment, you go, oh my God, I see so many things, I join the dots and I'm out. We go so much into thinking that everything that we need to heal is long and difficult and hard. You know, we using with friends thousands of bucks on hair and makeup and clothes uh, trying to fuel it from somewhere else, trying to find a, a logical answer. And when you should be leaving a session with a coach, transformationally changed, energetically changed. Something in your robotic system has moved up a notch. So it doesn't matter what you start or what you've got. It's now time to break it. In fact, the lower down you are, the better it is because you reveal more light in your transformation. Yes, if you're down right in it and you can't see your way out, that's better because you have more of a journey. And in that journey, you're revealing more light in your world, which means you will reveal more positivity. Yeah. I've had some incredible journeys in the unconscious you know from a personal point of view as well as being you know a, somebody who can hold that space for other people to do that as well like I have learned so much from past life work of something that happens in an everyday challenge or something that 
is an issue for us in the everyday that I've been able to access in a past life and gone, ah, okay, so this is this is where that is. This is what the the invitation was. This is where it started to why I'm bringing this into this life now. You know, why is this kind of chalice being handed to me? Okay, so if I've got that knowledge and if I've got that le- that learning, what can I then do with that? I can either choose to just carry on with it or I can choose to do something different. And that's where accessing those unconscious tools is really useful, isn't it? Uh, I, I mean, I have, I've done six past life regressions, like on my, not on myself, but from my teacher. And they're like, they so join the dots. And also, she taught, she taught me the technique to actually heal it, and so it's resolved in the in the universe. So it's a really amazing tool. It's one of the energetic tools that we use in order to to go back to the energetic memory, which is different to the one percent memory. So that nine percent has a memory, and that's why you're the person that you are. That is what comes first. It's like your soul chooses the work it's going to do, and then it chooses its body, and then it chooses the people that are going to come down to this. But the work, not the people. We we sort of in in this world we're too so busy pointing fingers at people, saying that this person gave me an issue, and we go to the shrink, and the shrink confirms, yes, it was your mother, and yes, it was your father, and they. I tell you, it's 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 it's. It's helpful, but it's not ever going to solve anything because you have to understand that you chose the buttons and they're just pressing on you. They're just giving you, they're reminding you of the work you have to do. The people around you that are upsetting you or giving you a pain are actually your best friends because they're showing you. If if you're angry, you had that before you chose your parents, you know? So this button you chose and you have come down here to transform the button. Not that getting rid of boyfriends and girlfriends until you find the one that doesn't give you a pain because if you do, you're completely deluded because the people that are closest to us will always press our buttons. That's a part of what they're supposed to be doing so that we can transform, not so that we not so that we can change somebody else. Once we take the responsibility for changing that something within ourselves, no one can press that button anymore because it doesn't exist. Yeah? So, yeah, so that's part of the energetic work is really taking responsibility. So if you start to think about it, first of all, you've got to have trust in something you can't see. Secondly, you've got to want to do the work and have a desire to connect to something you can't see. And thirdly, you've got to take responsibility for all the the, the, the mess in your life. Now, there's very, 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 very few people <laughs> who want to do that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Tell me about it. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I am, I'm learning this every day. It's ta- it's taken me a long time, and it's it's been in the mess, and it's been in the chaos, and it's been when you come out from this shit, and you're just like, seriously, and this is the lesson. Oh my God, can it not just be easy? I was chatting to somebody earlier, actually, and we were talking about spiritually, spiritual awakenings and how, you know, there's that Facebook meme that says a spiritual awakening is should be all zen and light out of the top of your head. But actually, a spiritual awakening is like chaos and it can be like mess. But actually, well, that's that, I mean, that's where, the gold where spirituality is. is not 
this is not original astro- uh, you know, spirituality. This is new age stuff where you sit on the mountain, you have a mat and you have some nice food and you look down on someone else with pain and you because you're in no pain that you can give advice. You know, it's like you take yourself out of responsibility and put yourself in a mountain. Of course, you've got no problems. You know, no one's pressing any buttons up there. But how much transformational work are you doing? Like actually the person that's come with their pain, with the desire to change themselves in order to make a better world that is the more spiritual person in this scenario. But, you know, we're doing it so much with the guru thing and not just people like this, this, this new age, not, you know, you always guru yourself first and that's it. No, you are, you are responsible for you. Whatever is happening in your life is responsible for you. So I'm, when you come to someone like us, it's more like a, you know, just a facilitator of that moment so that you've got like somebody feeding and giving you that help to that guide. But so, but now we're guruing those things and it's not even people anymore. It's like when that new piece of technology comes, I'll be happy. When that new tablet comes out, I'll be happy. When that new cream comes out, gives me that feeling. I'm so happy. Like everything is from the outside world gives me happiness. And there's, you know, very few people. Um, uh, wanting to be happy on the inside. They're looking for it from their partners, from their animals, from their house, whatever, constantly wanting to pull it from someone else, you know? So, and it's always short light, yes. And then, you know, what happens when that partner doesn't make you happy anymore? He wants to do something else. He wants to be a different person. And you just leave him because you're not sucking that energy out of him that he was providing for you 24-7. So you created yourself by not fulfilling yourself, by not, by, by not reaching your own fulfillment. Be the change you want to see in the world has become a tweet. It hasn't become, sense hasn't become common um, practicality. Yeah, that's why I worry because I've been thinking a lot and feeling into decision-making, how we make decisions in our lives. And what I... What I'm noticing is the role of artificial intelligence for making decisions for us and how reliant we're becoming on, like you say, external things, which become a bit of a bypass for us to really truly feel into. It's like a numbing, isn't it? If if I can have something else that's going to make a decision for me because it feels too difficult for me to do this on my own, then we 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 numb ourselves to that. We look out to those external influences and go oh well okay well this person's telling me what I need to wear now this person's telling me how I need to think I'm just going to give all of my power away to that because I don't I can't tune into it myself and therefore then there's a disconnect I don't know who I am I don't know how to navigate this this world I don't know how to have a conversation with somebody that's challenging because I don't know who the essence of me is whereas when we can tap into this connection to us in the mess in the glory in the rawness in the realness then even if it's a conversation that doesn't necessarily go in the way you think it might do or you don't use the words that you think you might do or it's difficult to have that conversation or you think about the things that you could have said a million times better it does none of it matters but the essence of it is because it's coming from you and this is the thing. This is this is the blueprint. This is your learning. This is your lesson. This is your journey that you've come in here with, you know, into this lifetime. Absolutely. And it's like, it's such a great point that we need to remind ourselves that we are the cause in our life, you know, that what we are, whatever we are, um, 
whatever movies we're, we're creating in our reality, it starts with with us. Um, and in the, to see that whatever is going on in the world right now uh, is, is a direct link to where our consciousness is. And so the only, the only way out is to connect, grow in our consciousness of who we are, as you said, what we're doing, what we're saying, and we start from wherever level we are and we go forward a level. And the only comparison you can ever make is with yourself as to where you were a year ago. You know, there's no, there's no wrong or right in this universe. There's only journey. And so, and there's no perfection because we came from the perfection. Yes, the light is perfection, but we're imperfect people in a perfect system. And the idea is not to be perfect, as you said. The idea is like to uh, take a step into being a better self and taking responsibility for that. And then from that, you are more empowering yourself rather than, you know, uh, giving the power to other things to fix it. So it's uh, it's a very good. Yeah, and it, it does. I mean, we're covering a lot of um, ground here in terms of talking about things and how we can do this. So I know, obviously, my the people listening from practical magic side of this conversation where we're going yeah this is all right really interesting conversation how the hell do i start doing it okay, the first thing the very first thing is to like uh, is to helicopter above yourself and helicopter above your life right so i it's the, the tool i give away right so first of all you're 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 in the moment you're down in your busy head and you're wondering what this person is doing and how could this happen and how could they do this to you and how do you why aren't you being paid more you're in that busy head right what i recommend you do is right you can see so clearly all these other people and all these other external things around you but have a look at yourself who are you right now who is that girl right now or that guy right now who are you looking at? And you will see some amazing answers about who you are being right now. When I do it with my clients, they're like, oh, I see a victim or I see someone insecure or I see someone in fear or I see someone living from this, oh, what happens, always thinking about consequences. They, they see themselves. You see yourself in that thing. It's like, okay, you're in your like princess or your prince mode. You haven't stepped into your queen or king mode. Okay, so what is your queen and king mode? What would you be doing if you were in that? And like they come up with like one sentence. Oh, one such a goodie. And they're like, bam, I would be there. Like they would say, I wouldn't let that affect me. I, I wouldn't be doing that. I wouldn't be doing this. And their whole like body and voice just changes and like, my cheeks start wobbling because there's so much <laughs> and power coming out of their voice. And so if you can see yourself in your small mode, I call it like prince or princess mode. That was given to me by a friend of mine, but I really like it. Um, then that's a good mode, right? There's nothing wrong with that mode. Being a prince or a princess is great. I love it. But what's your next level? What's your next step up, girl, where you're king or queen of your domain, where you're ruling over this, not like victim to this. So you have to get out of victim consciousness and into um, into mastery consciousness. Get out of your smaller self, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's good, but it's not getting you the results that you want. Well, and also there's no answers there, is there? You could go round and round and round 
in it and just getting stuck but there's you know it's like trying to find your way out of a, a room that doesn't have a door in it but it has a glass ceiling and there's infinite possibilities up there but when you see your when you can see yourself in, in a moment and you can just hover above yourself and say what would my big version do yes. they'd be like one word they say one word one sentence and done it's yeah like, simple and so such an energy shift isn't it right and if it's not simple it's not the light because I love that as well, because some of the conversations you can have around spirituality and it, it can feel like, oh, my God, there's just so much out there. How can I remember all of this stuff? You know, what, like, what do I have to go to? Do I have to go to an ashram for five years to get enlightened? It's like it can be as simple as, you know, giving yourself a different perspective and getting into, like you say, that that sovereign energy that gives you something else that gives you enlightenment right in that moment. I, look, when, when people come to me, I don't want the backstory. I like, please, please don't give me the backstory. I don't want 20 years. I just want who, what you're feeling, what you, who you are, what we're going through now. And we'll work from this point because there's no point going over the backstory. It's gone. It's history. I mean, like, unless you, you want to drag it, like, a, you know, <laughs> like, what is it now? Why are you holding it? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's just deal with now and going forward. Yeah, so it, 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 the brain is like dragging us down into that complicated story and really there's no light. There. How do you, um, with because you're so connected to all your teachers and your teachings and you're a human being having a human experience, but you are so connected in, like how, because I'm I'm so, the reason I, my work is practical magic is because I am a practical person and I'm having you know, I connect into the magical side of myself and that's great. But you're so connected in every way. How do you kind of find yourself coming back into having a human experience or is that just something that's part of it? Yeah, I, yeah I, you've got to have a teacher. They look, they, they, the sages are telling us there's two important relationships in our life, um, a best friend and a spiritual teacher. And the rest is just like button pushers so the, the reason for that is that both both of them are unconditional oh about... i love that and having a dog having a dog is unconditional <laughs> <laughs> having a dog is definitely unconditional <laughs> because they've got every kind of faith that they need to like you know induce that in you it's like they're so cute. but yeah and so i i stay connected to my human side because i have a teacher and so you know they're they're always looking for my next level they're not judging or criticizing or saying something's not good enough all they're really interested in is helping you get to your next level in your life and if you if you sort of make a few little kind of wobbly bits along the way they're loving that because they can see where your stuff is and then they give you the consciousness to help get you out of it and you get this great teaching this great learning and they get this insight that opens a thousand doors and you start to move you can please tell me more where my stuff is do you know what i mean there's so many people now are like, please don't tell me where my stuff is. I'm so sensitive to it. I, I don't want to see anything. It happens all the time. People come in, they come for their first session, they're so up for it. We don't even do any energetic work. We're just like doing a basic overview of their life in the first session. And I might do something intuitive and they're like nearly crying. You know, they're so sensitive to seeing their stuff. I don't mind the crying. I mean, most people cry every time they come and see me because they know that's a part of the release. Yeah, but they're but they're loving seeing their staff because once they've seen it and they're conscious of it, 
they get the consciousness to work with it in their life, and then they can go and do something about it. They're in power, right? They're in power to start doing this movie that they're in and how they respond to things and react to things and avoid things and blame things on others. So the human part of it is seeing our rubbish but being healthy about it, being like, okay, that's me. Wow, I love that. I'm going to like it's probably going to go, got better things in me than this. But it's brought me to this point, and now I'm going to go to my next level. So there's like the humanity is in the in the compassion for yourself and the compassion for others. Because once you see your own rubbish, you're not so judgy of other people. Judgmental people, because they're, they're, they're so sensitive about themselves. They're criticizing other people because they haven't done a second's work to look inside and see where their stuff is, which I have compassion for. It's not easy, you know? In the compassion, it's it. It's it. Love them. I was just going to, oh, sorry, Kate. I was just going to share that love thy neighbor as thyself is from the Kabbalists. And there's this strange word in there, neighbor. And the Arabic word for neighbor is Einrech, which are the two most difficult letters to say in, in Aramaic. And when you invert those letters, you get the word Rechaim, which means negativity. So you love someone else's negativity as much as you love your own. And that's the real meaning of that sentence. So when you can see your own stuff, you're not so busy bothering other people with their perfection, who they should be. You have compassion for the mistakes that they make. And that's what connects with us human beings. Totally, totally. And, and that is just such a beautiful insight because, you know, we are all mirrors. So anything, well, I'm really recognizing the, the journey that, a particular journey that I'm working with at the moment is just being really curious about when I see something in somebody else I don't like it's like which part of myself is that reflecting and instead of going on to attacking or being judgmental or just trying to be really clean in my language again is being curious before those words leave my mouth what is it about that that is triggering within me that is something that I can then do something with to have a different perspective on it and therefore send out love to that person and love to that that element of what is I mean, that's, a that's trigger inside of myself. like feeling your pulse and feeling the negativity restricting out mm. of it and transforming it the light's not in being perfect yeah. the light's in change the light's in the transformational part where you have a robotic impulse to do something you pull back and you do something um, beautiful with it and like what you just shared is so beautiful so we could talk for god hours but we recognize that people have busy lives and uh, probably need to be doing other things rather than just listening to us chattering on um i'm quite interested because obviously you know having been on the journey that i've been on um with with you thankfully 10 years ago and being able to access the spiritual side of myself and almost coming out of the spiritual closet because for so I, what I hear from clients is I'm a little bit scared to do that. What have you, how have you done that? You know, have you just kind of come out and gone, yeah, this is me or and how would you, how would you help other people? Yeah. To I've come out of two closets in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've come out of the gay one and I come out of the spiritual one and I came yeah. out of the one 10 years ago. And I came out of the gay one 24 years ago. Uh, so at times when, you know, they were not as easy as it is now. 
there's definitely 10 years ago, like talking about this work, you'd go to parties if anybody invited you anymore. <laughs> or you're the spiritual person, you get off the list. You don't come to dinners anymore. You you're way too woo-woo for this crew. And if you were, you, this is an astrologer, and you just feel people like leaving you. <laughs> and you see them around the edges of the room talking to each other, and every you almost have to go and break in, and they're like, oh, you're going to join the conversation. It was super difficult. Like for actually a gay person, and then the double difficulty if I was spiritual and with gay men, making it like wow, that's just I'm just too weird for this space. <laughs> so even even amongst gay men, so um, so it, 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 I have noticed a difference. Definitely, I, I talk at Soho House in Barcelona here nearly every month. I've done eleven talks with them, and so uh, and the room fills every time, and nobody leaves. And it's nothing to do with me. Like that is not what I'm saying. And what I'm saying here is that people are people are looking for something that is inside them. They're not looking for blaming anybody else so much anymore. They're not looking for uh, the answer with the capitalist or the self-help or, you know, there's 5,000 books of self-help. I mean, which one's right? So, you know, so with these transcendentals, it's all just one lineage of information from the purest source. So it is everything, you know, and people are know that this isn't working. And the only real answer, as I said right at the beginning, is that the only division is between people who are working in an effort with their soul or people who are still in, I believe it, don't, even if you believe it, it's not enough anymore. I'm sorry, but that just doesn't cut the mustard. I believe a lot of things, but that doesn't make me do something. You know, it's people who are actively, proactively working on themselves in line with their true light on a daily basis in small ways are winning the game. So how do we do, like, I know for me, it's been a case of being, um, more confident to use my voice around it sharing about it more talking about it more in conversation in a way of talking about energy talking about spirituality and just going hey look if there's judgment there that's okay I'm cool with that if you don't you know if you if that's not your flavor that's totally fine so I guess it's a case of just being more visible talking about it more and if people do judge you just saying this is this is who I am Right. So, yeah. So there's a spiritual teaching that you show up, but you don't manipulate because, you know, like you show up, you share. And this is what the sages and the sages of the ancient and purest wisdom are sharing with us on how to win our life. Okay. This is the bottom line. And this is what you tell them and you let go. And then the one person after 10 talks will come forward and that's your, that's your person. Right. So we are, we are not out to manipulate or that. We don't need to. We are assuring ourselves that we know the wisdom, we know how to lead our lives, and we are conscious, and we've had loads of like good teachings about that and good help about that. So I don't have it in me, and it's like you know to really be bothered with the manipulation and convincing and arguing and debating. I say, well, you do that, I let go. You know, you want to go down that path, you go down that path. But ultimately, the universe will bring you to this one, and so it's not with me. Maybe it's with your own learning about that. So. Uh, it's it's to let go, you know, a little bit. I'm not so concerned about people, what they say about me. I learned a long time ago that that's their business, not mine. And I carry on with my things because it's it, it's in the quantum. When you, we're talking about it, 
we're talking to people in front of us, but that light that we're talking from is opening a place for somebody else in, well, you know, Mexico, New York, uh, Qatar, whatever else I have people coming to me from. It's opening a space for them. They hear it in the quantum and they find, they find, they connect to me. I'm not too concerned about the result right in front of me. I'm just like speaking from my truth, from what I know, in order to share and let go. And so I, I, I have this in my mind. And I, there were a number of events in my life that led me to the point about remembering I know who I am. I know who I am. And so, therefore, I, I'm not so busy about whether you agree or disagree. I know who I am. And then that from that point, whatever happens is, is fine by me. Mm, that's gorgeous. Thank you for sharing that. Oh my God, it's been so nice. I feel like we, we need to have like a month, just a monthly chat so that we can do this. It's such a good like way that um, of connecting with people and like... Um, oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And you're so personable. It's just lovely being with you. Oh, well, I need to come over to Barcelona and give you an actual in-person squeeze. I know we've been talking oh, about yes. it for ages. But... <laughs> yes, that'd be lovely. And then that'd... hopefully, Matt, we can get you over to the UK for the awakening in 2020. Yes, that would be so good. Wouldn't would it? Love... Yes, I see all your amazing photos and all your you know big lineup and what you're doing and you're stepping into that space and you know it's it's I, I know that you put a thousand you know percent into everything that you do. I really, I really do. And, and yeah, what has been so wonderful and actually reflecting on where where I am with it right now is that this is I was having a conversation with somebody before coming onto the podcast here, which is about my intention is really about opening and creating the space and bringing all of these incredible people together and sending out the invitation to welcome souls into it so that they they can take what they need to fill themselves up so that they can therefore be of service you know exactly what we've been talking about this beautiful karmic response and in that when I get out of my own ego and getting out of worrying about the logistics and the numbers and making sure there's enough tea and water and all that kind of thing of just trusting I have the complete trust that the space the energy the people who are kind of come along whether it's this year next year whenever it is that there's just going to be some incredible work that takes place and this will oh, be a will. shift and, and regardless you're in your highest the highest vibration of love of living is certainty which you just said so yeah. regardless you're 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 you are receiving for the sake of sharing which is beautiful yeah you know, thank I you i love that about you you light in this world and um and you know you really are amazing and i'm so glad you're you're not on that corporate path and that you're down this path where you're helping people because like it's so amazing oh thank you and i couldn't with this beautiful rounding this up because i couldn't have done it without you no and and the same for you the same for you well thank thank you so much for your time today I'm for you. And Thank you. Just quickly before we go, like, what's coming up for you next? Um, well, I'm I'm sort of doing this program with Soho House with the members and their uh, and their staff. I'm launching. Well, I've I've already launched a new moon and full moon um, uh, events that from here in Barcelona, but people can live stream or see the recordings 
through Periscope. Um, and really the universe is providing me a lot with one-on-one clients at the moment that are doing ongoing coaching. So an ongoing energy work and ongoing development. It's sort of like in the past three or four months, it's really just gone boom. So those are the three things that I'm focused on right now. And the universe is sort of like provided for me and I couldn't be happier. I just feel so fulfilled right now. Beautiful. That's lovely. Well, thank you so much. Gorgeous. I love you loads. And you. I love you too, honey. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. I've had a really lovely time chatting with Matt and I hope you found the conversation inspiring. He speaks a lot of wisdom, this guy. Going to be back next week with more conversations around practical magic. And until then, if you want to find out more about The Waking, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, you know, this like little festival I'm putting on on the Isle of Wight that's taking place over the 8th and 9th of June on the Isle of Wight, just a short hop from the mainland over to the Isle of Wight on the south coast. Full programme is now beautifully put together. I seriously cannot wait to share this with you. You can find out more www.awakeningfestival.co.uk. It's only three weeks away, just over three weeks away. It's going to be the most glorious gathering and I hope you can make it there. And if you can't do it this year, Plan ahead to getting over to the Isle of Wight in June 2020 as well. Until next week, my darling ones, here's to your spirituality, here's to your energy, and here's to you.